بمؤسسة الخير انطلقت من عبد الله سنى الشفقين سعى لنطور خطوتنا ونخط جمالا بالألقي بمؤسسة الخير انطلقت من عبد الله سنى الشفقين سعى لنطور خطوتنا ونخط جمالا بالألقي ولنخدم مجتمعا يحيا ونسير بعزم مستبقي ولنخدم مجتمعا يحيا ونسير بعزم مستبقي مستبقي قد بعثت أنوار الحسن المؤتلق بحضارة أجداد Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to another program with me Shaista Ibrahim this crisp Thursday morning alhamdulillah um you can see the uh, leaves are falling the color of the leaves are turning and it is definitely a chill in the air so Welcome if you've just joined in. We are on 105.7 FM. And if you do have us on audio streaming, it is www.seriousfm.mobi, um, broadcasting to more than 120 countries around the world. So, alhamdulillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to you. I have a bumper program lined up for you today. I'm extremely excited about it, alhamdulillah. I do have guests in the studio with me, three of them actually. So looking forward to chatting to them just now. <clears throat> Today's hadith, alhamdulillah, it is said something to the effect that a person who spends some time in the path of Allah, alhamdulillah, the person, um, even the, the smoke that touches his body and the dust that touches his body, the fire of Jahannam becomes haram for such a person. The smoke of Jahannam becomes haram. So something to that effect. So basically what we're talking about is Jamaa today. We're talking about uh, going out in the path of Allah. My guests are, um, are, are some wonderful youth who's actually gone out and they're giving us a little bit of a, um, so they say, kaguzari. So I think it's extremely interesting because these are youngsters. I mean, the one is still 17. So hearing their perspective, I think, is extremely important. Syria has been labeled as the worst humanitarian crisis of our time. Over 22 million people are in urgent need of food, shelter and medical assistance. Help the Africa Muslims Agency assist the people of Aleppo and Syria by donating 3,000 rand towards the Syrian relief. Call Africa Muslims Agency now on 011-834-8685 or donate online at Africa Muslims Agency. Africa Muslims Agency, the agency that cares. Thai food and noodle lovers, we've got some exciting news for you. Simply Asia has opened a new restaurant in East Point, Boxburg. It's 100% halal. Now you can enjoy the delicious taste of Thailand right at your doorstep. Shop L13 East Point Shopping Center, Corner Ritfontein Road and Northrin Road, Boxburg. Just next to the game entrance of North Rand Road. Telephone 011-823-2327 for a truly exotic feast. Now what could be tastier than that? Simply Asia. Authentic Thai. Made simple. T's and C's apply. Keep the smile and stay tuned on the radio dial with Sirius FM 105.7. 
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh And welcome back to Inside Out with myself, Shaista Ibrahim If uh, you've just joined us, then um, welcome We're talking to three youth today I'm extremely excited because um, it's the first time I have three guests um, in the studio I'm uh, surrounded by the very youthful looking youngsters All handsome, I might add um, One of them being my son, so alhamdulillah, I do have a mahram with me But the important thing about having them today And this is what I want to share with you is that these youngsters, alhamdulillah, have just come back from going out in Jamaat, from the path of Allah. And it is um, wonderful to see, and I really wanted them to start... Um, okay, we have a question. I want them to start um, talking about the experience, because, you know, the thing is today, I get a lot of moms that actually tell me, you know, make dua for our kids, and, you know, they're on the wrong, and um, this, that, and the other. So I think having them in the studio with me and sharing the experience will be amazing and awesome. Okay, so I'm just, I'm going to read out the question. So we've already got one, and we haven't started. So alhamdulillah, that's, that's a good sign, guys. <laughs> All right, assalamu alaikum. My question to the youngster that have um, just returned from Jamaat, alhamdulillah, with the grace of Almighty, you have been Chosen to go out in the path of Dean, and the reward is tremendous. My question to you is, what encouragement can you share with the youth of today to go out in the path of Allah, and what have you learned on this Mubarak journey? I absolutely agree with you, sister, and those were my questions. I have a whole lot planned. Um, Alhamdulillah, so we will definitely get to that. Um, what? Okay, so we're going to start, I think, right at the beginning, okay? And that was when youth and youngsters today finish matric, alhamdulillah. You know, everybody wants to take either gap year, everyone's talking about going to varsity or college or that kind of thing. What inspired you guys? I mean, you know, each one of you must have been different, but what inspired <coughs> you to actually make this amazing journey? Assalamu alaikum to the, my respected listeners and elders. Alhamdulillah. Allah Ta'ala has allowed us to go out in His path. And I guess the answer to this question is, my parents played a very important role in encouraging me. My sister, as well as my brother-in-law, they gave me a lot of encouragement, which inspired me in the end, which helped me, motivated me to come out in the path of Allah. Also, um, I initially, when I intended to go study at university, I wanted to go in with the correct mindset, with knowing what I wanted to do, being objective, being focused, not messing around. And also, um, I've seen a lot of people coming out in the path of Allah. And after that, I've seen that their lives were never the same. I've seen the change. And that change that they had in their life was something I desired. I desired to have a change, to become a better Muslim. So, alhamdulillah, all of these were factors which contributed to myself coming out in the path of Allah. Also, my ustad, they gave me some uh, nasiyat advice. They helped me. They guided me. And uh, it, alhamdulillah, that's what made me come out. And if it weren't for them, I don't know where I would be today. Alhamdulillah, that is beautiful. And please, listeners, um, I'm so sorry I forgot to mention we have um, Brother Muhammad Mayat. We have Brother Bilal Jogi and um, Tahir Ibrahim. Okay, so um, these youngsters are 18, 19, 17. So whatever they say, um, I've told them to be as natural as possible. You must just talk from the heart. But it's inspiring. I mean, really, just listening to them, sitting in the studio, I think this is just phenomenal for me, and I hope it's the same for you. Okay, so Brother Bilal. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah, we should thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over and over again. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed us to go out in his path 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed us to go and learn about his deen. And his deen is as kalima la ilaha illallah Muhammad wa Rasulullah. For me, it was a few years ago I made intention to go out when I finished school to go for four months. But over time we know that our intention changed always. That our intention goes to one studying, doing this, working. But last year when my friend, one of my friends, they left for four months. And when they came back and they gave us Kalguzari. And he told me that there is nothing in this world that will be better in four months. That when you go out in four months you learn a lot. And by seeing him, I saw that there is a change in him. And that I said that also... Maybe if I go, I will also have this change. But when I went and I found out that it was true, that everything we done when we are out in the path of Allah, Allah SWT looked after us. So I make a lot of shukr to Allah SWT that Allah SWT has accepted us. Wonderful, mashallah. And yourself, Tahir Ibrahim? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah, my respected listeners. Alhamdulillah, we firstly like Bilal Jogi said, Alhamdulillah, we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us a tawfiq to go out in His path. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us a tawfiq to go out in His path for this blessed four months so that we can get accepted for the rest of our lives. And Alhamdulillah, we are ummatis of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this isn't an ordinary thing. This is not an, a small thing in our eyes. But as ummatis of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we have a big responsibility, a great responsibility, responsibility of approximately 124,000 anbiya alayhi salam. And if you fulfill this responsibility properly, then on the day of Qiyamah we will be raised with nur on our faces like the 14th moon. So Alhamdulillah, for this, for this reality to become to our lives, Alhamdulillah, we have been given tawfiq. Allah has accepted us to go out in this path for four months. So Alhamdulillah, what are the pushing factors for me? It starts off obviously at home, Alhamdulillah, my parents, Alhamdulillah, it is not, we have a part of a dini environment at home. Alhamdulillah, it is not, it is not anything bad. Alhamdulillah, it is good that we have... You know, we started Alim reading before my brother, Alhamdulillah, he went four months not so long ago, Alhamdulillah, now he is doing Alim. So it was all these things are pushing factors, Alhamdulillah. So st- the environment starts at home. Of, of, of course, if a person goes with a white kurta into a, a cold factory, he cannot, and he cannot come out white. But, for example, a person that is doing washing, if the clothes do not, or the dishes do not get, get dirty, then the hands will get clean. So like this, the environment starts at home, Alhamdulillah. So that all started at home, alhamdulillah. And the pushing fact was obviously my brother made my tashkil. Firstly, he told me, why don't you go? Why don't you go? And also one of my good friends for quite a long time, he's sitting here with me in the studio, Bilal. Alhamdulillah, you also encouraged me. Why don't you come? Why don't you come? At that moment, I didn't, I honestly didn't want to go. I didn't have intention. I used to tell him in front of his face, yeah, I'll, I'll try, I'll see. But I didn't have any intention. But alhamdulillah, Allah gave me the tawfiq that one day I was just sitting and I told my father that I want to go. So Alhamdulillah, that's a great thing, it's a great ni'mat, but that we do not understand it, not only for the four months, but the responsibility, because before, whatever we do, whether we are a doctor or a dentist, we are a Muslim. So Alhamdulillah, those four months, it teaches you so much. People go there as boys and come out as men. So Alhamdulillah, you get the reality of all these things. Wow. Just really, listeners, does this sound like absolute youngsters to you? I mean, I think they've definitely come out as men. Alhamdulillah. ما زال سهم الأمس بالقلب يندس والجرح في أضلعي 
عطويه يا قدس يا قدس ما زال سهم الأمل في القلب يندس والجرح في أضلعيه عطويه يا قدس أمضي على وجل والذل يثقلني لكنني أبدا ما غال لي يأسو أمضي على Okay, so welcome back. I think this is such a beautiful program. We've just started chatting to these youngsters, alhamdulillah, who really are speaking like men. Um, so if you've just joined, um, we're talking to three youth. They've, um, as soon as they completed matric, alhamdulillah, they went for four months. They've just come back um, on Tuesday night, actually, where they all came back home. Um, and, I, and I just feel, you know, getting to speak to them, is, it can be very, very inspirational for all of us. So alhamdulillah. For those of you that have never been in Jamaat, um, you know, they will be using terms that you maybe not be aware of. One is when they talk of Jamaat and they say path of Allah, that is um, what going out in Jamaat is when we talk of kaguzari, that word actually means feedback. So when one person goes in Jamaat and he comes back and he speaks about his experience, the word is kaguzari. So when you hear other people's experiences and either it ignites something in you, it makes you feel like, you know, that kind of feeling, whatever he has, I want it, you know, because they come back on a high. And this is what we don't realize about Iman. Iman is um, an ongoing struggle. We need to work hard on our Iman. We need to work at it like we do with everything else in life. Um, and that's why going out sometimes to remove yourself from your environment, from your home, from your comforts, from your luxuries and say, oh Allah, I'm doing this to build the most important and this is, uh, you know, they will uh, elaborate, is to work on your own Iman. You know, we don't go, um, people don't go in Jamaat to change the world. The world changes because Allah chooses it to change because a person makes a sacrifice. But you don't go out just thinking, um, you know, he needs um, somebody to speak to him, so I'm, I'm going out for him. No, it's always first for yourself. And when we speak about tashkil, I think one of them can elaborate um, perfectly on um, what the word tashkil means. That's another question that we've had. What does tashkil mean? Alhamdulillah, the word tashkil means... It's a very broad definition to the word tashkil, but tashkil in simple English is someone who makes you ready, who you give your intention to for four months or 40 days or however much time. That person, he makes your tashkil, he makes you ready. You make your intention to him and then like that, that's where it all starts. It all starts from an intention. Then the jamaat satis, satis means your jamaat friends or whoever, they will 
try and get you ready. They will work on you to try and make sure that your tashkil is not just an intention, but that you go out in the path of Allah to realize what your purpose in life is. And that brings me to my next question. Why does it, why is it important to go out in the path of Allah? I mean, why is it that a person needs to do this? Once in a lifetime, as often as possible, Alhamdulillah, in today's day and age, you can just go outside and you'll see there are so many things that make us forget, for, make us forget that we are Muslims, make us forget that we are all going to return to Allah one day. That is why you go out in Jamaat to realize that this life is very short and our akhirat is forever and forever. And we need to build yakin that everything we see around us is only happening by Allah's will and command. Like in the time of Sahaba, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he spent 13 years alone. 13 years alone, not on building the Salah of Sahaba. He spent 13 years alone on building the Yaqeen, on making them realize that everything is happening by Allah's will and command. That is why four months is a very short time compared to 13 years. We will never be able to reach the stage of Sahaba, but we go out to come out of this incorrect deception that this health is mine, this wealth is mine, this time is mine, it is all from Allah. And we realize our purpose in life, that if we make no provisions for Akhirat, then what will we have in Akhirat? That is why we must love our life in this world like a traveler, that... We are all going to go to our final destination. Our final destination is not this life. Our final destination is Akhirah. Alhamdulillah. And Bilal, I'd love to hear from you. I mean, um, how important was this journey for you? I mean, like, what were your experiences? How did you feel that you grew as a person? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah, when we are out in a path of Allah, we realize that all what, whatever we are doing over the years, that were incorrect, that when we went out in a path of Allah, we saw how we started reading Quran more often, we started reading our Salah, we started catching up on our ibadat, and we saw that while we were doing that, Barakat was coming into our life. And when we were out in a path of Allah, we saw the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala coming on us. Many incidents, something happened to the brothers, and when we turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we saw the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala coming. That we came to this realization that, this world is a very short, uh, for a short period that some people only love for 60 or 70 years, but Akhirat is forever and forever. That one day we are going to leave this world, and when we are going to stand in front of our Rabb, when we are going to stand in front of Allah, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to ask us, what did you do for this deen? Then what, what are we going to tell Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That <clears throat> when now, like how we are writing exams in school, the night before, we're going to spend the entire day studying, 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 so just so that we can pass. Like this year, if we don't prepare for Akhirat, or we don't prepare, prepare for, the, for the test on the day of Qiyamah, then we are going to fail. And that failure is going to be forever and forever. Alhamdulillah. Now, Tahir, um, what was this experience, how did, what did it do for you? Like, how do you feel that you have as a person... Um, grown from this experience. <coughs> Alhamdulillah. This jamaat, this four months, more, more of this four months is more of a realization. When you people, normal like people, old workers that have been in the path of Allah many times before, when you come back and they see, they see you have changed, they use, they say the guy is on a fikr. The guy is in the wari. Fikr means wari, concern for the ummah and whatever. But, it, in the way I look at it, it is not a fikr, it is not a worry, but more of a realization on, on, on life. 
when you come a part of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you come back, you have such a big, broad, open mind that you understand that where is the Ummah going, where was I going before, how is, how is the Ummah going to, you know, how is the Ummah doing? And the realization comes to life that we are going to pass away one day. And like the brothers have said beautifully that if, for example, now you are going to Joba for a day, it's fine, you can go just normal without anything. But if you're going for two weeks in Cape Town or Durban or you're going for Umrah, obviously you are going to pack your bags, you are going to get your visas ready, you are going to get everything ready, you will prepare. Like that's our Akhirat is forever and forever. And no one knows when they are going to pass away. We were born, we were given birth certificate, but you weren't given death certificate. So Alhamdulillah, that's four months, I think, for every single person, young or old, that's four months is an extremely, extremely, extremely beneficial. It's extremely beneficial. It, op- it really, really opens your eyes. Alhamdulillah, before four months, we always think, what is this four months? That's too much, such a long time. People are going to come back. Are we ready for change? But when you go, you understand your maqsad in life. You understand your maqsad is objective. You understand your objectives in life. You understand why you're put into this world. And you understand, you try to understand the value of this kalima. In this four months, sorry I'm taking a bit long, but this four months, no, we, it's, we went here. it's about, it's, it's short. For us, it's short. But, for example, we've been to India, we've been to Pakistan, we've been to Bangladesh. And we just look at one of these countries, for example, Pakistan, we see people have given their life for this work. And why? Because day and night they have tasted the sweetness of Iman. They have tasted the ecstasy of Iman. That's in our, f- uh, our four months, we have highs, we have lows. And when you taste the sweetness of Iman, there is nothing better. Now, I'd, I'd like you, um, Brother Mohammed, to maybe expound on that. When you say, it sounds beautiful, sweetness of Iman, but how did you guys feel that? How did you experience that? And how, you know, were there incidences where you saw the help of Allah, where you saw, um, you know, where the sweetness ended you. I mean, just explain how, how, how that feels. Alhamdulillah, the one rule that I can come up with is to taste the sweetness of Iman, you need to give Dawat. Dawat, Dawat, and Dawat. Dawat means speaking about the greatness of Allah. Dawat means speaking about Allah's creation, speaking about how Allah Ta'ala has created this world, how Allah Ta'ala has put us into this world with one objective. And like you said earlier on, that change, what about the change? A few years ago, my one Ustad, Alhamdulillah, he read a quote to me one day saying that yesterday I was clever, I was trying to change the world, but today I am wise, I am trying to change myself. And uh, that at that moment in time, I did not understand like what it meant. But Alhamdulillah, during those four months, I realized that um, this change, it comes from within yourself. You must try to change yourself. And when you give dawah, the minute you realize that this dawah you are speaking, you are speaking about the greatness of Allah is firstly for yourself. That's when change will occur. Change doesn't just come automatically. And you must also regard yourself. The elders in Pakistan, they say, we must not look down upon people. We must never judge anyone. And this change, it comes when you regard yourself as the dog of the people of Ashab al and everyone else is the people of Ashab al then you know that this doubt is for myself firstly because I am the worst of all people. I need this change to come into my life. And that's when the sweetness comes in. The minute you give doubt, you see your, you feel your iman lifting. And when you stop for a little while or you stop for a few days or whatever it is, it goes back down. That is why when you continue in doubt, you taste the sweetness of iman. And alhamdulillah, that sweetness is like no other feeling that I've ever come across. 
Alhamdulillah. I think, you know, when it comes to women, we can understand that. You know, I, I always try and give this analogy. It's um, almost like a, a woman who has a recipe, you know, and, and, and her if, if she makes the best chocolate cake and somebody asks her for a recipe one day, and she gives it once, but she still has to look into the recipe book. She still has to see uh, and, and to make sure. And she gives the recipe to the other neighbor. So if she said it for the second time, then she remembers maybe how much of cocoa, but she still has to check in the book. But if she keeps on, you know, a lot of people phone and ask her to, to give this recipe of her super moist chocolate cake, then after a while, she kind of just knows it from the top of her head. You know, she doesn't have to look in the book. She doesn't have to check on the phone. Because when she said something over and over, over and over, it becomes part of you. It becomes who you are. It becomes part of your life. And I think with, when we talk about Allah, then that also, um, and, and, you know, becomes sort of so part of you that, and, and that's important, I, I think, because, you know, today when we sit and we talk to friends or we talk to anybody, how much of time do we really spend talking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And let's face it, how long can we talk about Allah? You know, we, we speak for a few minutes and that's it. And yet we can talk the world about everything else. We can, we can go on and on for hours. So I think, you know, talk, hearing you and understanding why it's important um, to talk about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so often. But more than that, was there any incidences? I mean, like anything happened and, you know, you said, okay, today two rakat, I'm going to read because obviously that's what you learn. Always turn to Allah before everything else. How did you see the help of Allah in your lives while you were there that actually um, encouraged you and said, okay, this works? Anybody? Alhamdulillah, we saw the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala coming to us. That one day when you were in the Pakistan, all workers draw one of our, our brothers in the Jamaat, they went to the arriving markers for some uh, some uh, work. stuff to do, some work. So when they were coming back, and they were coming back with a transport, the, the driver got lost and went through the rice fields. So when he went there, the driver got stuck, he couldn't climb the incline. So they had to jump off and push him up. So when the brother jumped off, his wallet fell out. Just in his wallet, he had all his money, his mm. amanat, everything. So when he came back, then, when he came back to the chor, he only realized it then. So he, he spoke to the misab and asked the misab what what can he do. So the misab advised him that go first, ask from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, read two rakat salah and ask from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And when he read it, the next day someone came to him and told him, "Are you Riyad Dadabai?" So. He said, yes, he said, okay, come with me to Istikbal. So when he went to Istikbal, one guy found his wallet with everything, nothing touched, mm. everything was in his, in his wallet. So just we see how two rakats, when you ask from Allah SWT, we see how Allah SWT will help you. And also when we are flying from Bangladesh to India, that we are only allowed 20 kilos weight at the airport. So most of us, we just started our time, we had a lot of stuff with us. A lot of food stuff a as lot well, of food that stuff. all of us packed for you people. <laughs> <laughs> so when we went there, most of us, some of us were over by 10 kilos, 15 kilos, but everyone went on a mile, started reading, <clears throat> started reading, and... Amal is just doing some kind of action, obviously, like a zikr or a salah, Allah's, um, trying to yeah, get Allah's good help. Deeds. Yes, good deeds. Good deeds. Okay. So when everyone started uh, reading uh, Surah Ikhlas, there's an ayah from Yasin. And then we saw the help of Allah SWT. They did not charge us any any extra for overweight, nothing. But in the next door line, we saw two guys in personal class. 
And they, they were about five kilos overweight, but they had to start pay. Mm-hmm. So let us do incidents we saw, let us want to tell us how come with us. Sure. And yourself, Tahir? Alhamdulillah, I think my father Bilal, my father Bilal has said a lot, Alhamdulillah. One big factor for me, as you know, is uh, I like my food, Alhamdulillah. We know so from we your mom. <laughs> so we, we went to Bangladesh, and uh, obviously the food is not up to our standards. It's not, not like home food. But uh, Alhamdulillah, we just we just got to the Merkaz at uh, Bangladesh, called Kakral Merkaz. What is the Merkaz, you might think? Uh, Merkaz is basically... A big, uh, a big masjid where bayans are given during the day. People come in from different countries. People are coming into that to that masjid. People are leaving from that masjid. That that work is been taken from that masjid. Um, that's basically a, a marker. So when we arrived there, we were, you know, obviously we wanted some some food, something that you no know, that, that will must from home. So but something special happened. That one guy from from Ecuador, a place here in in South Africa. A Bangladeshi guy, he was there, and he brought for us crispy creams. And the guys were literally just speaking on crispy creams in Allah, Allah sent crispy creams. As well in India, we were obviously every day curry, curry, curry. Alhamdulillah, it was like a very nice. But obviously, us South Africans we love our junk food. And you guys are youngsters, so obviously you <laughs> love it even more. So the guys were literally that day speaking about. We didn't get cold drink for a couple of days, so that mercy was speaking about cold drink. We were speaking about we were listening for burgers and pizzas. And came time after Maghrib Salah, after the Bayan, whatever the case was, after Isha, whatever it was. We, and the guys were literally just speaking about it. And we looked behind us and we saw a packet of McDonald's, a packet of Pizza Hut, uh, no, Domino's and, uh, and cold drink. So Alhamdulillah, to be honest with you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks after you. Like we, we always say, for example, you invite someone to come to your house, he's your guest. Whatever he asks you for, you will give it to him whether you have to go to a shop or somewhere far even to get for him because he's your guest. You invite him because you, li- you, like, this, you like this person and you'll give him whatever he wants. Like this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has invited us to his house. We were mehman in his house, we were guests in his house and whatever we had to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could never turn us down. Alhamdulillah, that is so... That is amazing, Alhamdulillah. When I think about... Um, when just listening to you, you know, um, makes me really, really, really... Um, have so much of respect and, and praise for you guys because firstly going out is a great thing um, it, it takes a lot of sacrifice and then uh, for those listeners who are not sure the first time you go out for four months they normally send you to India, Pakistan and Bangladesh they actually call it IPB okay so people talk you know IPB you know it stands for India, pa- Pakistan and uh, Bangladesh that's for South Africans um, and it's um, Okay, and so what we need to do is to learn. So that's what they, the one uh, Molana was talking about the other day. And he said something so simple. He said, if you want to become a doctor, you have to go for seven, ma- for seven years, and nowadays eight, to become a doctor. When you want to become a, even a plumber, you have to uh, practice for the past, for two and a half years. But when you want to become somebody who um, goes out in the path of Allah and somebody who services Allah, who's there to, you know, to, to turn to Allah, then you only need four and a half months. So, I mean, what could be, um, better than that? So, alhamdulillah, I think, I hope you're enjoying when we come uh, back. We have so many more questions for these youth. It seems like all of a sudden time is not enough. And we've got questions coming in as well. So they will be getting down to questioning them, um, as soon as we get back, inshallah. With over 10 years of experience and a super reputation in the motor industry, 
industry, we at Zero Cars have the ability to source the right vehicle and arrange the financial package that will allow you to purchase the car that you always dreamed of. For the best service in sales and trade-ins, Zero Cars will put you behind the wheel of your dream car. So visit us at our two conveniently located dealerships at Zero Cars, Rangeview Road and Deval Hatting Road, Apex Benoni. Call 010-594-3633. Our auto showroom at 23 Catalina Avenue, Rhodesfield, Kempton Park. Call 010-593-7823. Zero Cars, putting you safely on the road. At Hoppy's Family Pharmacy, we care for you. With everything under one roof, there's no need to go anywhere else. We provide for all chronic medication, scripts, over-the-counter medications, homeopathic, Ayurvedic, natural and herbal remedies, and a wide range of bodybuilding and health supplements. With a full in-house clinic, we also provide blood pressure monitoring, wound care, pregnancy tests, blood sugar monitoring, cholesterol monitoring, HIV testing, and flu vaccinations. Convenience is key. Free deliveries to Springs and surrounding areas. We're situated on 51 3rd Street in the Springs CBD. Contact us on 011-362-1784. That's 011-362-1784. Hoppy's Family Pharmacy, your complete healthcare center under one roof. Twenty-four hours a day, sharing the peace and light of Islam. This is Sirius FM, broadcasting live in the East Rand on 105.7 FM and throughout the world, www.siriusfm.net. And we're back. Assalamu alaikum. If you've just joined us, we're speaking to three youngsters who've alhamdulillah come back from their four months in Jamaat. Um, and, and so far it's been just phenomenal. I think, you know, listening to them, uh, the different experiences has made me realize this is really one of the best things. And I can't tell you how much I cried as a mom when he was leaving. I cried every time I spoke, I spoke to him. I cried every time I listened to a nizam that he liked. When we ate food that he ate, that he liked. Um, and, and I, and I kept on just crying and eventually the kids refused to start talking about their brother um, but listening to him now I can honestly tell you I'm just so glad um, because it's 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 wonderful to see how they've changed you know um, okay so welcome we back again um, right wh- what's important is before we finish off firstly how would you what was your daily routine because obviously you had uh, a routine of how to spend the day um, if you could just take us through Alhamdulillah, the night before, I'll start from the night before. Like uh, at night we used to have uh, Iman Muzakira. So we would negate that everything, whatever happened today, it only came from Allah. If we got upset with anyone, we must know that it only came from Allah. Like this, we need to clean our hearts and go to bed. And also with the intention of waking up for Tajud. Initially in the start it was difficult, but Alhamdulillah, we all got into the routine of waking up for Tajud. And uh, like we would wake each other up. So we woke in the morning, we would wake up for Tajud. There are daily zikrs which the elders say you must do, which is very beneficial. That is 100 times the third kalima, 100 times istighfar, and 100 times turud sharif. 
Then uh, we'd also read Quran Tilawat until Fajr. Some of the people who were tired, they would go to sleep, depending on the night before as well, what time we slept. Then after Fajr, we would have an early schedule. After Fajr, we would uh, give Kar Kuzari, that is feedback from the day before. But first, before the feedback is Bayan. We, there would be a Bayan to encourage everyone who's sitting there to go out in the path of Allah, to realize what their maqsad, what their purpose is in life. And we speak about the six sifat, that uh, six sifat is six qualities which Sahaba radiallahu anhum had in their life in which it makes teen easier to come into your It makes teen easier to come into one's life. Then after the bayan, we would give uh, feedback from the day before and we would make mashwara. And then after that, we would go for gush in Pakistan mostly. We would go for gush. When we returned from gush, we would perform mishraq and have breakfast. And after so, that, so Gush was early in the morning visiting. Gush again is visiting people's homes to invite them that a Jamaat is in the area. Remember when you're in Jamaat, we need people to speak to because giving Dawat or speaking about Allah is what brings the sweetness of Iman. So we need people to attend so we have people that we can speak to. And while when we're speaking to them, Alhamdulillah, it affects our li- our hearts first, and inshallah, then Allah, you know, uh, willing, it affects theirs as well. So, um, gosh, is to invite people to come and spend some time with the jamaat. And after we would perform ishraq, we would uh, end breakfast. We would take a bit of a rest. Then uh, talim would start. Most of the time, it was around ten o'clock. We'd start talim for two and a half hours in Pakistan. In India, it was a bit more which were three hours. Initially in the start, we couldn't even search for about five to ten minutes. But Alhamdulillah, as time goes on, you become interested in the hadith. You become interested, you become attentive, you listen to what is being said, and you realize like how far we are from deen. Then after talim, we would uh, some make preparations. Some would go for gush. Some would uh, read Quran tilawat. Then we would also uh, prepare for Zohar Salah. After Zohar Salah, we would take lunch. There was gush again, in Pakistan especially. And then uh, we would take some rest. There's a question that came, uh, how many people in the Talim and gush approximately? Alhamdulillah, in Pakistan, the Talim was most of us, all of us, in fact, used to sit except the Khidmat Satis. The Khidmat Satis are those people who are appointed to prepare food for the Jamaat. Some of the people who's in the Jamaat. And we would all attend the Talim. Sometimes there were a few outsiders, not outsiders, but few people who weren't in the Jamaat. They would attend the Talim, sit in the Talim, listen to the virtues, listen to the punishments. And then after, we would also go, there's something called Talimigash. We would go out and call the people, tell them that Talim is taking place in the masjid. It is very beneficial. Please come join us. And Alhamdulillah, like that, people used to come join us. Then after Zohar Salah, we would have lunch. Lunch was approximately 15, 20 minutes. Then after lunch, we would, uh, there's something called Kainullah. That is taking a short rest, which it is sunnah, and also it gives one Power to wake up for tahajjud. That is very, very important. Alhamdulillah. We started sleeping, Kainullah, for a few minutes. We would wake up, then we would hear, uh, read our Quran tilawat, prepare for Asr. After Asr, there was Gash. This is uh, Umumi Gash. Umumi Gash is, there's a system in place. 
where few of the people are on zikr. There's a talk going on in the masjid about the greatness of Allah. There's a Amir in the Gash. He makes sure that the Gash Jamaat goes out with the right intentions. And also then, um, after that, after Maghrib Salah, there was a bayan. That is the bayan where we would encourage the people to go out in the path of Allah, to speak about the greatness of Allah, so that we can realize what is our purpose in life. And then afterwards, we would make preparation for Isha Salah. After Isha Salah, sometimes we would have a muzakira. A muzakira is like something with regards to uh, just refreshing your memory, with regards to eating etiquettes, going in the masjid etiquettes, etiquettes of the toilet, how to make ghusl properly. And alhamdulillah, you see that before Jamaat, we didn't know these things in depth. But in Jamaat, you learn, you learn the difference from how it's supposed to be and how we are actually doing it. Then that was like our whole daily routine. Wow, alhamdulillah. It sounds like you people, like you really spend your time absolutely correctly. So, alhamdulillah, I just try to imagine doing this every day for 40 days or for four months. I mean, it sounds... It sounds daunting, but it sounds amazing. And I think if you can do this, and really, I think if whatever life gives you, you can just take it heads on and, and do a great job. So before we finish off, because I can't believe we like we have our last five minutes or so, um, we have to answer these questions. The one was encouragement for the youth. The other is what can you start? Uh, what can you give us to start bringing change in our lives with our children? Yes. And, um, yeah. Um, Alhamdulillah, that's a very good question <coughs> Firstly, Alhamdulillah we should, I think first you start off With Talim in the home Elders elder stress on it Elders stress on it a lot My Ustad personally He he spoke to his Sheikh and asked like There was problems happening in his class and Whatever the case was And the, his Sheikh uh, Advised advise him to start Talim in the, in the class And perhaps maybe through the nur of Talim That Allah SWT accepted me to God for four months So Alhamdulillah Talim is a very very great thing It is nur in the house It is an amal of itayat And the Talim can be amal of itayat for the house And for the surrounding houses And for the locality And inshallah if we do it with the intention for the entire world That Allah SWT will give us the reward for this So Alhamdulillah that's also one way And I think Alhamdulillah Jamaat is also very beneficial Very very beneficial because I know a person, he's, he's new into Islam. A person who's new into Islam, alhamdulillah, he has been 40 days before, a couple, three days before, and now, at the moment, he's in, he's in four months, he started his time with our Jamaat. Uh, before we carry on, um, Muhammad Mayat, Bilal Jogi, and myself, we were in the same Jamaat that we went out, and um, this, this, this guy, he was new into Islam, he started out his time with us in South Africa. So he is now in, in, in Jamaat, still in Pakistan, and Jamaat is so beneficial, like Muhammad said, you learn so many things. For him, it was a mobile madrasa. He learned because he obviously didn't go to madrasa, PMJ, to learn anything from the kitabs, but Jamaat is a mobile madrasa for every single person. And you not only learn small, like wudu, Ghusl, things like this, but you learn every single thing in the aspect of life. You learn in Jamaat also makes you a more more responsible person. More and Allah SWT gives you respect through this. You see Sahaba they have respect the Allah SWT gives them is that routine. So that's also the Jamaat's very good thing. But to start to start change in their life, my first my my advice to be to the whoever is asking to, to please start telling me the homes. 
Alhamdulillah. I think talim is, is extremely crucial and beneficial. Remember, talim can be interesting. It's not just about we need to read. If you've got small kids as well, make it interesting. Talk about the love of Sahaba. The important thing is to bring about love of deen. Okay, that's the bottom line. So however, you know, um, you need to bring about love of deen, that is how you can start by bringing change in our kids' life. Also, remember, kids, um, watch your actions as well. Kids always look at what you do. Um, so the gone are the days of um, do as I say, don't, you know, don't do as I do. They really do as we do. So I think being a role model when it comes to salah, when it comes to doing things on time, to be staying away from wrong, um, alhamdulillah, I think that is extremely important. Um, having a, a man in the home who goes out in Jamaat maybe a little bit or spends time at the masjid more often than regular, making taking the, the child, small children, the youngsters with, um, those kind of things bring about the love of um, Dean as well. So maybe those are little things we can do. We have a minute and a half, but is there anything that anybody would like to say in the shortest amount of time um, for our listeners? To all the listeners, the best thing after Talim is make dua. Make dua that we come into the realization that our life is very, very short. And like Saba radiallahu anhum, they were normal people. Abdullah bin Jashir radiallahu anhu, before the there was a battle that took place. He made dua that um, Allah Ta'ala must cut, uh, his, he must lose his nose and his ear in the battle so that on the day of Qiyamah when Allah Ta'ala asked him, what did you do for my deen? He will show Allah, Ya Allah, just look. My, I do not have a nose. I do not have an ear. This is what I did for your deen. So what are we doing for this deen of Allah? We must do some reflection we need to like a businessman at the end of his month he does some stock taking we also need to do some stock taking what are we doing for the steen of allah how are we practicing on the steen how are we bringing the steen into our lives what change is coming into our lives daily and you see like my age is 18 for 18 years of my life something was also giving me doubt but what was giving me doubt was this dunya so coming out in four months that's when the doubt of Akhirah comes in. It changes your mindset that the best thing you can do is go out for four months. That's my piece of advice to whoever, whether young, whether old, whether healthy, whether not well, make dua for Shifa also. Allah will grant you Shifa. Also, go out in the path of Allah and um, just enjoy it. You must enjoy it, but within the limits of Sharia. Like, I was a bit shocked at first, like, Four months with strangers, complete strangers. How am I going to manage the comfort of my house, my my family, my loved ones? All of that was gone. But alhamdulillah, I was crying when leaving the Ijtima because I was so sad to part with my four months satis. Alhamdulillah. But I'm wow. glad I brought them here for you today so you can connect a little bit. Bilal, what do you have to say as um, advice, last advice, I mean, for our listeners? Alhamdulillah, I think... Advice that we should try to keep the youth in an environment of where the work of teen is happening. That how we see if we go out to the mall, that there is an environment of buying things, doing this, everything. So if you go with a group of people that goes there for object to buy things, then you are also going to spend. So let us hear if you are in the environment of where Quran is being read, where seeker is being made, where the, where the teen is being teached then this environment will encourage us to go out in a part of Allah to learn more about this thing. And inshallah Allah will accept us and 
and, and take yeah. us further, inshallah, and make us a means of many people listening today wanting the same for their kids, alhamdulillah, because I can see it's really, really been amazing. Um, Tahir, parting shots. Bismillah. Like I've said, Talim, but like, you've, like Muhammad has said, a big, big factor in, in change is dua. Lots and lots and lots of dua. And especially for our mothers that are listening now, duas of a mother is accepted. Duas at the time of the hajjud, duas, if, if the hajjud is, is a bit difficult to wake up, it is early. But dua after salah is accepted, guaranteed. One dua after every salah is guaranteed. So alhamdulillah, we should make, we should make dua for ourselves, our families, our children, whoever it is. And as, like Bilal has said, mashallah, he has said that we have to stay in the environment of deen. Regarding this, on Friday there is a program happening in Mackenzie Park, Masjid, Masjid Umar Farouk. And one elder has said something very nice in South Africa. I'm sure everyone knows uh, Suleiman Patel, it goes by the name of Pistons. He said something very nice just before we were leaving for four months. He said three things. Eat well, sleep well, love tablik. Jazakallah. Wonderful. Alhamdulillah. I hope you've enjoyed the show as much as I have. It has been an absolute pleasure having these wonderful gentlemen in the studio today. I hope we've inspired you, we've educated you, we've made you uh, understand that sending your children out in the path of Allah is only doing them good. Uh, from myself, Shaisa Ibrahim, um, on this wonderful Thursday, we will speak to you. Next week, same time, same place. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.